Previously on Cyberpunk Independence, the Pizza Punks made contact with DeRoss, an old friend of Slick's, but the welcome wasn't nearly as warm as they expected. A legendary netrunner, DeRoss helped them narrow down their search for Billy to a town called Lake Isabella. To get there, however, they'd need a lift. And that's where Biotechnica, a megacorp dedicated to animal research, comes into our story. DeRoss agrees to help the pizza punks, albeit reluctantly, because he's pretty sure that if he doesn't, they're going to get themselves killed. Please, rate, review, and subscribe to Cyberpunk Independence, because it's hard out here for a punk. Technica compound is a, a very modern looking set of buildings. Uh, they overuse white as a as a, a color scheme. Uh, stainless steel fencing um, that looks strong, very strong, but strangely it looks like it's meant more to keep things in rather than out. Um, the the bases or the the compound is pretty heavily monitored and, and guarded and you find yourself with your your van at the checkpoint to the main gate and that is where we had left off earlier with the security guard asking for your id and your purpose who's driving alley cat the security guard looks at you uh what's can i get your id what's what's your cargo uh, I, I said we've we've got a specimen in the back. Uh, uh, what's the paperwork? And she looks at Tab, who's sitting shotgun. Oh, uh, let me see if I can pull that up on my agent here. Uh, do, 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 do. um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I've 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 frozen a little bit. Um, but can you just like? Do you need to go take a look at, like, verify that we actually have an alligator in the back? I'd be a pretty terrible security guard if I just let anyone in saying they have an alligator. Well, then go look at her. I don't even know what an alligator looks like. Oh, it's so cool. Do you want to see? Come on. And, like, a tab will actually, like, begin to open her van door and, like, walk around to the back. Yeah, he, he exits the booth. Uh, he has his hand on his pistol and he walks to, he follows you behind the van. Okay, and I'm gonna put like my hands up on the door and like, this is so cool. I'd never seen one of these up close and in person before. Uh, and she's gonna stall a couple extra moments just in case anyone in the back either wants to open the alligator crate or shoot this guard in the face. But then, She'll throw open the doors. And there's an alligator. Or a Balzac. I'm not sure. Both, probably. Yeah. We didn't put Balzac in with the alligator, did we? Balzac, uh... Did we? The doors get thrown open and Balzac is is startled. He's like, oh, shit! Uh, uh... Hey, Balzac. Um, we are showing this fine well-informed security gentleman we are showing off 
Sophia. I know we're not supposed to name them, but how can we not? And then, like, I assume there are holes in Sophia's crates and, like, full Looney Tunes style. <laughs> well, there's vents. Yeah, okay. there's vents. Uh, um, this is the alligator specimen that we are bringing for uh, review and... Um, yeah, we're it, gonna revitalize the animal population with one alligator at a time. So describe this crate to me. What does it look like? It is made of wood and square, but long because Sophia is very uh, long, and uh, it has nice little alligator stamps on the crate. Like I, I made them with like a marker. And then I put a very, very serious looking do not touch sign and also do not feed sign. Um, it's made of wood and it holds an alligator. So I love that in 2045, uh, yes. how modern the world is. Uh, yes. You guys have one of those old fashioned 1930s wooden crates with an alligator inside in the back. Tab is a great consumer of vintage media. Don't uh, don't get too close there, lads. She'll bite your face off, man. Well, the guard, having played a lot of um, Cthulhu and uh, in his in his uh, days of as being a tabletop role player in college, he uh, he puts his flashlight up into one of the holes and looks in, and Sophia's eyeball just kind of like does that weird reptile kind of blink and he backs up and goes all right uh bay number two that's uh that's where the gyrocopter or gyrocopter is take it right there that's awesome thank you uh hey what's your name jim jim maybe uh the next time we come through with a gator or a different animal like let me know when you're working and I'll get you up close and personal to the next one. We've been trying to get a caiman, which is very similar to an alligator, but a lot smaller and their snouts are a little different and their teeth is displaced and their eyes. It's so cool. And I've heard rumors of one living in the corpo zone. I'm gonna get it someday. I'm gonna get it. And then she's just gonna start like hopefully weirding this guy out to the point where he's just gonna fade off back into the booth. Yeah, he's visibly sweating under his armpits, and yeah. he he backs up and goes, just pay two, please. And he, he goes back into his booth, and he, like, latches it. Thanks, Shut. Jim. Bye! Um, Balzac is going to lean into Duras, and he's going to say, that made me uncomfortable. The leaning in to Ross is just kind of like uh, moves moves away slightly from the leaning in. Like we're not friends here yet, pal. <laughs> I honestly, I've seen worse things work better. Honestly, that sounds like it could be like the subtext subtitle for the pizza punks. So as, as you drive towards Bay Two, and, and there's signs leading kind of with arrows directing you. Um, you drive by a, a large shed that uh, has a couple of forklifts in there and, and a tractor and this large gigantic, maybe like piled two stories high, this brown mound and it is giving off the worst smell you've 
ever had in your life. And as you uh, drive by that, um, you see that Sanjang Bay 2, and there's a hangar, and inside is a very large uh, gyrocopter. And a gyrocopter is sort of like, uh, imagine uh, what a plane in a helicopter looks like. So this, it's, it's a large cargo plane, um, about one and a half times the length of a, a transport truck and about three times as, as wide with these large wings on each side and each each um, wing is about 50 feet uh, long with these massive propellers and the propellers are pointed up. Um, you, you get there and there is a there's a, a transport truck uh, just uh, parked um, behind it and uh, there, there are folks with, with a with a fork of unloading large crates from the truck and then putting them into the tower copter. And one of the guys looks over to you and and, and uh, waves you over and goes, uh, what what do you have there for us? Hey, uh, got uh, alligator, female. Uh, sorry, a what now? An alligator. Do not know what an alligator is. You work here and you don't know what an alligator is. Yeah, I know what an alligator is. It's certainly not on my manifest. I'm not dealing with an alligator. Are you insane? What do you normally deal in? What? Well, it's a game, of course. And but listen, last time we had an alligator, well, Brenda, and and he he points with his thumb over to this woman with one arm, and she uh, she waves over to you. Brenda, well, I don't even need to tell you what happened to Brenda. You you guys are going to have to load this thing on yourselves. Uh, from the back, uh, Balzac is going to shout out, I already made a complaint to HR. Yeah, well, don't tell Brenda what's in that crate, if you know what's good for you. Loaded ourselves. Got it. Poor Brenda. All right. All so, right. So, what kind of uh, like do we have to pick up this crate? Is there a forklift? Are we proficient yes. in forklifts? So, he motions over to the forklift. Just put it on the truck and drive the truck into into the copter. This is scheduled to take off in in about ten minutes. So let's let's speed this up. All right. Sure. So, looks like Alley Cat's driving. Alley Cat, do you have any experience driving a forklift? Uh, I have Huh You know, I'm not sure how to tell Balzac do does a... Of course Balzac does When has Balzac driven a forklift before? There's a long and detailed story about that but let's You're just gonna say... have so much time for you to tell us that story oh, on the no, way to no. uh... so much. It's a detailed, detailed story. It was one gag. I tell you, it was it was actually quite amusing. It was me and another guy. The other guy died during the doing of it. Uh, but we used the. Uh, anyways, we don't have time to talk about it now. Suffice it to say, uh, I can drive a forklift. But it sounds like not very well if someone died. 
So. I mean, they didn't die from the forklift. I didn't kill them. Although that would be. You an didn't end. explain that part. Well, I mean, as I, you guys are arguing, you you can hear there's another argument, and it's it's Brenda and this and this uh, employee, and they're they're shouting back and forth, and and Brenda storms off, and the guy goes, okay, now listen, Brenda was going to drive the truck uh, onto the the plane and 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 take it to to the facility. Uh, she refuses. You're going to have to do it. Oh, the plane. The the gyrocopter. We have to dr- we have to fly the gyrocopter to the facility. Oh God! <laughs> no, no, that's that would first. No, that would be ridiculous. Um, no, the truck. You have to drive the truck onto the gyrocopter. Stay on the truck and in the cargo bay until you get to the facility, and then drive it off. The pilots will pilot. I mean, that's what we pay. Pi- Why am I explaining this? How many times have you done this? It's Look. a first gator. It is our first gator. We've well, never even had to drive the the specimen into the into the gyrocopter before. Well, I can tell you, it's not Brenda's first time doing a gator, and it's not it's not going to be your next time either. So you guys are going to have to do it. And he he tosses you the keys to the truck, and he just leaves. This uh, isn't a very secure facility. Alley Cat's like twirling the keys around in her hands, just like. Maybe don't mention it's... out loud how insecure the insecure facility is. Let's just use that to our advantage. Balzac, you're gonna drive the forklift, and I'm gonna hang out with Sophia. Well, I don't think the forklift is involved. If I was, they just want us to back the truck we're in in, and then. Sit there. I don't think there's no, a. No, they they want the the transport truck loaded onto the cargo. Right. I think we the we now have to load Sophia onto the transport and then take the whole transport oh, onto the copter. All right. Sure. Yeah, I can do that with the forklift. No problem. Just don't kill anyone. Why would I kill anyone? Explain to me how I would kill anyone with a. It's it's like how how late like unbelievably. <sighs> Totally dexterous would you have to be to have somebody run over you with a forklift? It, it drives like 12 miles per hour. Get out of the fucking way is what I'm saying. Balzac, yes. you are the bloodthirstiest person I have personally ever met. And coming from me, that's really saying something. So I don't really blame Tab for thinking you might kill someone with a forklift. Look, I don't, I don't relish in the killing. It's just I'm good at it. You know, and when you when you're good at something, you take pride in your work. Don't speaking don't... of things that people are good at, perhaps we can all be good at blending in. Not saying the word kill so much. Oh, get it, yeah, get it. on the truck, and getting the truck on the gyrocopter. Um, as as Balzac slips into the forklift, he's gonna lean into uh, Tab and Alley Cat and say, "This is why he's a fucking legend." <laughs> And uh, as as you guys are talking, uh, two almost identical-looking um, men with blonde hair and with like really deep, big mustaches uh, in in flight jumpsuits come out of a, a, a break room. They're like, "All right, boys, uh, we're uh, we're taking this thing in a, in a few minutes. Pitter patter. Let's get at her." And they uh, they get into the back of the gyrocopter and you, and uh, into the cockpit area. So, um, and yeah. then the one looks back at Balzac, points to his mustache, and points to, to the to 
the pilot's mustache and just gives a big thumbs up. Um, Balzac is going to wink and he's going to uh, give the hang loose sign. And then the, the other pilot just kind of points to his watch and goes, Right, so Balzac is going to get into the um, forklift uh, and he will expertly uh, maneuver it and uh, trying to get Sophia out of the truck. All right. Uh, you have a small vehicles uh, skill? Uh, there isn't such a thing, but uh, I do have plus 10 to all uh, all piloting skills. So, <clears throat> You know, well, this is... would have been a lot easier if Tab had thought to cut little leg holes into the crate so that Sophia could just walk herself onto the <laughs> I feel bathroom. like that might have been a little too conspicuous. Well, there yeah. is a drive land vehicle. Yes. Uh, skill. So, I have that. Okay, why don't you make me a skill check on that, please? All right. Twenty-two. Yeah, so you're able to uh, maneuver the forklift uh, to to just gently go under the crate in the back of the van, and then you pull it out and you put it on the back of the um, the transport truck. As Balzac is uh, maneuvering the forklift, uh, there's an old song that he's humming um, over and over again. He's like, "This is how we do it." Dun, 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 dun. This is how we do it. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Uh, Alicat, what are you doing while he's loading this thing onto the uh, the back of the, the transport? Uh, parking the uh, parking Herman's truck convenient in some convenient location yeah. um, with the understanding that I may never see this van again. <laughs> and uh, going to the transport truck. All right. So it's a typical typical rig. I assume that you have some experience driving a, a big truck like this. Now, being a biotechnica truck, it's not run on true uh, two gas. It's it's electric. So uh, as you you fire it up, it makes no low rumbling noise that you expect from a, a transport. It's just, and um, what about the rest of you? What what are you, what are you three doing? There's room for one more in the cab of the truck. Tab is gonna follow Thoras's uh, lead and just like he feels like he has his shit together. So being the most responsible one of the group somehow. Um, uh, will offer if he wants to sit shotgun with Balzac. You said in the transport, there's not a lot of room. Wait, there's one it... more. There's one more seat in the in the transport truck. Oh, which um, Alicat's driving? Oh no. Uh, yeah, Duras would definitely. As as Sophia is loaded in, Duras would kind of get in where the where the loaded where the loaded crates and the other loaded specimens slash animals have been to kind of the less the less face contact the better so yeah so so you walk into the back of the gyrocopter and there's on either side um there are cages set up and there's four cages on each side the last cage on each side closest to the cargo door are about twice as long as 
the other cages, or twice as wide, I should say, as the other cages. Um, you can't see in them. There's no windows, and but there's just numbers on each of the the, the cages. Uh, one to four on the left side, and five to eight on the, the right side. Um, towards the end of the cargo bay, before it goes in the cockpit, there are three jump seats on each side, between the the cage and the the, the back wall, and then there's a, a bathroom and a small little kitchenette with like a microwave and a, and a small bar fridge. And then there's the cockpit. Yeah, I, I yeah, they're also definitely just, you know, as, as now we have been saddled with the task of taking the transport truck and, and going with them uh, would look very, very efficient as going over to the gyrocopter and um, and checking it out and then just picking a jump seat. And... Okay. Balzac, what are you doing? Um, Balzac is seeing his options are to pick a jump seat near mysterious animals that may kill him or spend time in a confined space with Alley Cat. Balzac chooses the potential killing uh, animals uh, and will we'll pick a jump seat uh, on the other side as far away from uh, the saltiest predator he knows. That's not very nice to talk about Sophia that way. Uh, Balzac wasn't. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know what Balzac was talking about. <laughs> so, uh, Ali, can make me uh, a quick land vehicle check just to see if you safely drive this thing to the back of the, the gyrocopter? Uh, Twelve. Yeah, so uh, you you start it up uh, pretty easily, and then you pull it forward. Um, okay, as you start up and you start to move it, it lurches forward pretty quickly, and you're gonna have to make another check just to make sure it stops before you crash into the cockpit. Eighteen. Yeah, you you're able to get the truck under control as it as you speed forward a little bit too fast for for comfort. And the truck just lurches and stops uh, about a foot before um, the the bathroom door, which opens. And the the pilot is a little startled as he opens the door, and there's a the grill of the transport truck like a foot away from him. He goes, "Well, that was a little tight." And he gets in, and the the cargo door shuts on the back of the gyrocopter. And you can hear an engine firing up, and it starts to maneuver. You can see out the, the window uh, that's up at the, the forward bunch where the jump seats are, and you're moving out of the hangar. And you it taxis, which is the proper term, I guess, taxis. It taxis to the heli helipad in front of A2. And you can see the giant propellers tilt a little bit further up, and it starts to take off. And it rumbles as, as the gyrocopter gets more and more air until it's several hundred feet in the air, and then the, the propellers tilt forward until they're now what you would ex expect to see on a traditional prop lane, and it lurches forward and continues uh, going forward. Tab, uh, you can hear some movement in some of the, the cages. Uh, again, though, you can't see what they are. What, what are you going to do as as you're flying towards uh, 
Are any of the specimen enclosures labeled? Or is there like a clipboard with a manifest like tacked up on a wall anywhere? Because I really want to know what's inside. Uh, no, each of the cages are just numbered again, one to four uh, on okay. each and five to eight on the other side. Okay. Does it sound, I'd like to maybe see like, is there more than one specimen in each cage? Like, do we have um, like pairs? Like, are we going full Noah's Ark here? Or um, are these specimens rare enough that like they're only like a single uh, animal unit? It, no, each of these cages is fairly large. So um, I would say that they are about four feet. The, the smaller ones are about four feet in width. And then the, the last two cages on towards the back on each side are about eight feet in length. And they go all the way to the top. So it, it's a fairly tall um, cargo yeah. bay. It's probably about 10 feet tall. So, yeah. Are there any security measures on like the gates or the doors to the cages? Yeah, they are sealed. With like, big locks. Like in a Tab can pull out her bag of tricks and try and override a maglock or two. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Each of them does have like a little um, uh, number coded pad. All right. Um, now, Tab has seen Jurassic Park because it is a cinematographic masterpiece. And even in the dystopian future, everyone recognizes the beauty of the original Jurassic Park. Um, so she understands that perhaps opening a maglock on a uh, cage to a is a terrible idea, but she's going to do it anyway. Because she's... How long of a flight is it to uh, Lake Isabella? Uh, how much time do we have here? Well, I mean, it's hard to say. You don't know how fast you're going, but your rudimentary sense of geography it's probably at least a 45 minute flight oh yeah um which cage is closest to balzac uh balzac are you sitting on the left or right of this thing the left right yeah there is a uh, there's a small cage it's number one so as okay. as Tab is fucking with cage number one right beside Balzac, he is going to cough and say, What the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. I feel safer for some reason around Balzac knowing that he has reflexes and many weapons. So that if anything that shouldn't make its way out of its cage accidentally does, like on the off chance that we have Canadian geese who are very angry versus like fluffy bunny rabbits you know unless the bunny rabbits have big pointy teeth I'm not worried um so so just Balzac is going to be looking at Tab and he's going to be cradling his face in his hands like remorsefully welcome Uh, to the scene Balzac and he's going to say okay let's let's take this through the natural potential conclusion the what, what, let's say worst case scenario, right? Let's say it's a fucking rattlesnake that has three heads, right? And it bites you, 
Um, and, and it's still got a head to bite you. You fuck. Oh, it's not going to bite me. I will avoid it because that sounds like shit. Uh, but so let's say it bites you and then yep. I have to kill it. Mm-hmm. How do we explain to Biotechnica that this case magically opened it bit you. You're dead. I avoided it. I had to kill it with a golf club or a crowbar or a fucking lug wrench or my vest. Just, okay. So, last in, first out is a proper loading technique. So, just throw my body and the dead rattlesnake and your used golf club, because I'm pretty sure you're not going to want to use that anymore. Just throw us all back into the cage and lock us in, and then you guys go on about your day. And then... Oops, when they discover me and dead three-headed rattlesnake, you guys will be super far away with Sophia, and it's a risk I'm willing to take. Alley Cat rolls down her window, and she leans out, like, with her with her elbow on the, on the window, and she says, hey, Tab? Yeah? Why don't you try knocking on the door first and see what's in there? That's smart. Balzac, why didn't you think of that? Why didn't... It's all fucking ridiculous. Like, all of these scenarios are dumb. Why would I think of just a slightly less dumb part of this plan? It's because, Tab, Tab, it's because Balzac just has no sense of curiosity or a sense of trying to figure out if there's anything nearby that may be useful. Remember, he mows through everything. Yeah. What if we trained this three-headed rattlesnake and it could be like my my secret necklace snake friend and then the next time we get attacked by someone, it's like, Brah! Why don't you Ross, check first? Ross is just like, was trying to go into focus mode and just, and just starts turning to look at what conversation is taking place. And the look on his face is, are you fucking kidding me? Look, why don't if you want to know what's inside, we can look for a manifest. Are, are you trying to make a distraction? Or... No, I'm just curious. How about oh, we weren't trying to make a distraction? I mean, if that's that would be like a nice side benefit. We, we, we already... she, at least, she at least cover for you with what sounds like a good plan. Are you just foolishly opening random crates? Yes. What, but why do we need a distraction? We have We're, successfully I, mounted the plane with your ass backwards plan. And y- y- afternoon farmer, oh, barnacles. And, and, and Balzac is just going to, he's, he's like cradling in his head in his hands, wondering what happened. He's going to glance like sort of up above his hands at Ross, And he's just, just thinking to himself, fucking embarrassed me in front of a goddamn legend. It's like the fucking Pegasus of Netrun. Oh my god. I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna recover from this situation. So I, uh, you hear a giant like bang on the door of cage number eight. Like bang! Bang! So there's is it no... Is it a high bang? Low is it yeah? Is it like a, a full? Is it a full body thrown thud bang, or does it sound like perhaps someone with human sized appendages is like knocking it, bang? It sounded like 
first uh, a, a large like something striking the door and then scraping and then like somebody body checking it oh no all right so that was that was number eight which is across the way from where we are because we were at number one yeah okay all right so i'm definitely not opening number eight so question for the storyteller <laughs> yeah killing me i love it um uh tab actually mentioned like is there a manifest but is is there a way for us to see if there is perhaps a, a, like a digital manifest for us to just get well, details uh why don't you thing? make me an interface check okay and that's gonna be a d10 plus my interface uh, rank yes that's right ah uh, it's an eight yeah oh uh, sorry 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 i rolled a one so i don't know if that yeah I rolled a one plus seven, so it's an eight. So I rolled a one. Yeah, you, you're looking around, looking for a, a, a place to jack in, and you're I, the 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 banging from number eight, the eight cage, just kind of rattled you, and uh, <laughs> it took you out of your focus, and you have no idea. There, it doesn't look like there's any place for you to jack in uh, just here. I'll, I'll allow you to take uh, another check once you have a moment for your heart to, to, to there settle. There is that nice kitchenette area. Maybe there's like a, like a something more jackable in the kitchenette. Now, Tab, are you still looking to crack this lock? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Why? No, I've pulled out my messenger bag and I've got an assortment of technical accoutrement uh, splayed around me. Uh, why don't you make me a security check? Security tech check. Uh, storyteller. Yes. While Tab is is uh, jimmying this lock, and I make a conceal reveal object check to see if I can see a manifest or a jack-in spot. Uh, sure. Yeah, make me a check. Oh boy, uh, that is gonna be sixteen. Uh, you're not familiar enough with the different types of, um, <laughs> uh, I hate to use the term jackins, but, um, so you, you don't see anything. Maybe we're looking for a jack-off instead of a jack-in. No, it just gets worse and better every time we use it. I'm okay <laughs> with it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, your favorite tech rolled at 22. Oh yeah, no problem. This 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 code on number one uh, opens pretty easily, and uh, the the lock disengages. I'm gonna open the door very slowly, and yes. I won't open it very well. I just wanna like a block the opening with my body so I can protect Balzac's uh, precious precious everything. Yeah. So there are four shelves in this cage um you know those like metal cage that you see um and then uh on each shelf there are there is a glass case on the top shelf there's a bunch of mice uh probably about 50 60 mice in there uh the second is rats so again uh, a couple of dozen rats um the third uh, shelf uh, are moles, <laughs> and the the fourth shelf um, they're uh, 
there's a couple of groundhogs. Okay, these guys are adorable. Uh. Okay. And they're just like enjoying their little round rodent. Yeah, there's some fly. hay or grass in there. Or wood, wood. Are there any treats? Um. <laughs> like a box of like, like uh, mouse snacks. Yeah, on the top shelf, um, there is a bag uh, labeled food, rodent okay. food, mm-hmm. and inside uh, there's just like probably I would say I don't know a 32 ounce container of uh, little pellets. Okay. Do these pellets bear any resemblance to the kibble that we humans? In yeah, the they're almost future? identical, but they're just tiny little versions of it. But there's no chance that we get these mixed up and accidentally ingest them ourselves. No, you. Okay. You know, there's those little pellets that are like little cylinders with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just slightly worried that like our kibble and this kibble come from the same factory and we're just. Oh, for sure they come from the same factory. Yeah. Great. That's horrifying. All right. Uh, So, I'll begin making. uh, Tab will begin making um, mouse sounds. And what do those sound like? Um. Okay. And then I'll like make myself little mouse ears as I go up to the cages. I'm like, hey. Uh, and I'll switch my nose because uh, I'm very excited to see these specimens in person. And um, I will spend the next couple of moments to the best of my ability uh, giving them snacks. Right. As, uh, as Tab is feeding these animals, Balzac is sitting in his chair. He's no longer holding his face, but he is staring at the ground. And he's he's muttering to himself. And he's saying, How the fuck did I get here? I I, I used to be a serious professional. I infiltrated Arasaka. I was intimately involved with the planning of the Nakafuma Diamond Heist. I once killed a guy with a fucking steamroller. And now here I am with these fucking amateurs and she's fucking feeding the mice and 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 and, and, and in the truck. I, I just I don't know I don't know which deity I pissed off to fucking find myself here. And he's just like he starts naming off religions and apologizing to all of the deities for fucking uh, living this life where he is now, he's like, "Oh fucking, oh Amra, I'm so sorry." Like it's just he's 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 going through the list of historical deities um, because he's just he doesn't know how he got here. So let me get this straight. Balzac has killed a person with a steamroller and yet was offended that Tab suggested he might kill someone with a forklift. Yes, because. Tab was making it seem like it would have been accidental. Of course, he's not going to accidentally kill somebody with a with a forklift. She wasn't worried you'd kill them accidentally, Balzac. She was worried you'd kill them on purpose, weaponizing the forklift, as you do. I mean, you know, we, you know, I'm not going to tell you about the time we used to have forklift duels back on the desert. 
it was we ram each other. It was it was it was a it, us, it was a lot of fun. All right, you fucking start like 50, 50, 50 meters apart, and then you ram each other. It's like uh, it's not like we have horses. We can't like charge each other, so we ram each other with a forklift. It was, you know, only one guy died. Oh, I didn't. Hey guys, um, uh, uh, oops. And just as uh, Tav says, oops, she is opening cage three, and two white-tailed deer hop out of the cage and over the onto the cargo uh, bed of the, of the transport truck. Forest rats. They're this so thing great. is just. Tav has been continuing just... to open crates this time. Okay. Uh, I have a question, storyteller. So. Yeah. Is the cab entirely enclosed and separate from the transport? Like the back where Sophia is? So, no. So, the transport is in between the cages, and there's probably mm-hmm. two uh, two or three feet between the, the, the sides of the transport truck and the cages. Uh, I mean, is the cab of the transport that I oh, am currently sitting yes, in separate absolutely. from? Like, is it enclosed? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's going to get out. And uh, she's gonna be like, "Hey, hey, get away from my alligator! Shoot, you keep your alligator away from my weird forest dogs!" And, and uh, as as Alicat <laughs> shoots the, the 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 deer, the deer jumps and jumps forward towards the Ross. And Ross, you want to make me a reflex save as a fully grown white-tailed deer jumps into your lap? Okay. So you can probably use your evasion skill uh, under fighting. Okay, so it's that plus 10. All right. Oof. You got this. <laughs> Nobody expected a deer on a plane. Uh, that is a 2 plus 10, so 12. Uh, so unfortunately, the deer lands with its hoof onto your upper thigh and does 1d6 damage, so he does 4 points of damage to you as it bruises your thigh. And as you stand up and say, what the hell is going on? You can hear, you can feel like there's an impact on the outside of the gyrocopter. And you can hear the pilots go, holy shh. And then before they're able to finish their, their word, a large flash of light comes out of the cockpit. And it goes dead. And the gyrocopter just kind of drops a few feet and then kind of shudders and then starts to descend. So, uh, Balzac is going to react immediately by running up to these, uh, running up to the cockpit to see what happened. But before he does that, he's going to look, turn around, he's going to look purposefully at Tab, and he's going to say, who put these motherfucking deer on this motherfucking plane? And then he's going to run over to the cockpit and uh, see what's what. As you enter the cockpit, you see that the two pilots are slumped over. Um, there is smoke coming from their bodies. Uh, they've been electrocuted. And the there's alarms going off. Beep, 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 beep. And you can see an ultralight plane. You know those little, like, stupid um, open cockpit little planes with a guy, like, pedaling? And he... It's veering off uh, to the right, and uh, yeah, you are steadily but slowly descending in a in a controlled crash. All right, into a uh, a farm. Well, 
um, Balzac is going to uh, grab the guy, the pilot who's in the left seat and he's going to say, you're fucking dead. I don't need to apologize. And he's going to huff his body uh, back away from him. Uh, and he's going to take a look at the uh, cockpit and he's going to see what he's working with. Are the controls dead? Are the electronics fried? Like, what's the... Yeah, the controls are not... They're dead. They're not responsive. And uh, one of the alert screens uh, says um, ex external control. Oh. And with, I'll let Brian... Um, if you would like, I'll, I'll let you take another interface to see if there's more, another data jack around here. Uh, this is while I'm <laughs> while I'm currently under deer. Okay. Yeah, under deer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Maybe goodness. the deer is the jack we've been searching for all along. Uh, that is a three uh, plus a seven ten. Nice or not, my friend? Today. <laughs> uh, can you also make me a perception check, please? stand up and kind of the, the deer runs back down towards the, the end of the cargo bay you look out the window and there's there's a guy who is wearing a black net runner suit with a parachute on the back and he's sort of stuck like a salamander to the side of the plane and he looks at you he salutes and he on jacks from the side of the plane and falls backwards as he falls away from the plane and you do see that there is a data jack next to the microwave. Cyberpunk Independence is a Fort Nerd Emma Wakeland production. Featuring Feliza Cassano as Alley Cat, Amy Lynn DeZura as Tab, Gary Malakovich as Balzac, Chris Siddiqui as Slicks, Brian Gray as DeRoss, and Emma Wakelin as the Storyteller. Music by Dan Cooper and Dia Decay. Edited by Chris Siddiqui and Gary Malakovic. Be a choom, and please consider liking, rating, and subscribing, because in the dark future, we need all the help we can get. <laughs>